Welcome to the Lady Boss Podcast. I'm Laura Karun. And I'm Danielle Moe, and we're the founders of Lady Boss Midwest. We created Lady Boss Midwest to connect and empower women in our community and beyond. In this podcast, we'll be talking to lady bosses, empowered women, confident in their abilities and instinct, boldly leading with heart and integrity. Lady bosses, when you finish a big project or reach a goal, what do you do? Do you say, okay, great, now what's next and move on? Or do you take the time to celebrate your accomplishment? Do you reflect on what went well and spend time enjoying the feeling of a satisfaction of a job well done or having that goal achieved? Do you take the afternoon off? Do you go on a trip? Savor a delicious treat? Share your accomplishments with friends or add it to your smile file? Whatever way you like to do it, it's really important to make time for celebration. You might not always have time or resources to jet off to the Bahamas every time you do something awesome. Because let's face it, you're probably doing a lot of awesome things. But celebrating our wins makes them even sweeter, fills our cup, and motivates us for doing even more great things. And I will be honest, this is an area that I could use some work on. I'm guessing many of you could also stand to build in more time for celebration too. Today's podcast guest is going to talk with us today about why celebration is so important, why we find it hard to do, and how we can all get better at celebrating confetti optional. Katie Munyon is a Chief Transformation Officer and co-owner of the Dale Carnegie North Dakota and Minnesota franchise with her business partner Bethany Berkeley. Katie leverages nearly 20 years of experience in training, organizational development, talent management, and human resources to strategically partner with organizations to achieve results. She assists individuals, groups, and organizations to increase their effectiveness through executive and leadership coaching and has extensive experience delivering customized training solutions for clients across various industries. Katie also radiates with positivity and encouragement and inspires her clients daily. And I am so thrilled to have her on the podcast today to join me. Welcome to the Lady Boss Podcast, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. Who doesn't want to be on a Lady Boss Podcast? (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being here. Uh, So I am going to kind of dive in with the tough question right from the beginning. So you and Bethany, your business partner, bought a business based on holding in-person trainings during COVID. So tell us about that experience. What was that like? Yes, it does sound crazy. And we do laugh about that and share that with people as well. Uh, Who does that? Who buys an in-person training company during a global pandemic where people are trying to socially distance? Uh, One of the blessings within that was that we thankfully knew uh, we were in the pandemic. It didn't uh, hit us by surprise. We were already in it during that time. So we knew what we were getting uh, into to the extent, of course, possible. And it absolutely uh, shifted things and made us approach things a little bit differently. Uh, Of course, March of 2020 hit and just along with the rest of the world, we hit pause. Uh, We were in the middle. I was personally facilitating eight week programs uh, with large groups of participants. And we took a couple weeks uh, to pause as we thought, Maybe things would be different, right, in a couple of weeks. And of course, along with the rest of the world, realize that that wasn't necessarily going to be the case. 
So what we ended up doing was uh, in June, we actually restarted convening in person. And we're fortunate in that we're one of the uh, few franchises around the world that had the ability to do that. And how we went about doing that was being very thoughtful about how we can do that in a way that is psychologically safe, as well as, of course, for people's uh, health, uh, physical health. And so what we did is we have hosted several smaller trainings where people were socially distanced and masking up when they couldn't be socially distanced. And it really required us to rethink about every single activity that we do, how we facilitate, uh, how we can bring people together again in a way that is meaningful, transformational, and safe. And of course, we do offer trainings online as well. It's interesting you mentioned that psychological safety. I feel like that's something we didn't really think about pre-pandemic. How has that been something that you've been, you know, bringing into your trainings or, um, you know, how have you been thinking about that in new ways? Yes. Just like in life and any new experience you have, it shifts the way you think and you have a broader, more expanded viewpoint. Uh, I actually liken it an analogy. I also teach group fitness classes. And, you know, when I was 20 something, able to bounce around, you know, a little bit different uh, than now not being in my 20s, you know, teaching for 18 years and having had ACL reconstruction, and it makes you a better instructor because you realize different participants' uh, abilities and perspectives, and it makes you better at what you do. Now, the same is true from a training perspective. And I just think about how many times did I shake someone's hand when maybe they you know, were a germaphobe, and I never thought about it before. Uh, we used to have an activity where we shook everyone's hand in the room. And so just things that maybe we didn't think about before that we're thinking about different now and how might others perceive that and again being true to Dale Carnegie and making people uh, with various wide-ranging viewpoints to feel comfortable and respectful of those other differing viewpoints so it's more an overall thought process and mentality shift in looking at things in a slightly different way so tell me why Dale Carnegie what led you there and why is Dale Carnegie still so relevant Yes. Uh, Dale Carnegie, um, of course, is uh, my passion and my purpose. I actually started my career in human resources in recruiting, and I was recruiting talent, uh, crazy technical skill sets that didn't really exist readily in our marketplace. And I remember my CEO at the time that I reported to said, Katie, what's next? And so he really planted this seed in my mind, thinking about, well, what is next? And uh, interestingly enough, our team was growing. And so my workspace shifted. I moved to an office around the corner in the same building, but around the corner from my work group. And I happened to be sitting next to the former franchise owners of Dale Carnegie because we officed out of the same space. And I saw these two powerful lady bosses And I thought, what an amazing thing that they're doing. And that in combination with each other made me really think about what if instead of recruiting these talents um, and people that are hard to find, what if instead we developed 
our team members in a way that aligned with their passions and where the organization was growing. And that's what started my very long journey of becoming a Dale Carnegie trainer uh, because I was the breadwinner of our family at that time. And so I needed to be strategic and thoughtful as a risk averse person on when might be the right time for me to make a shift from working full time to getting certified and becoming a contract trainer. From there, my journey uh, evolved as well from a contract trainer to VP of training and quality to having the opportunity to be a co-owner of the franchise with my business partner, Bethany Berkeley. And why, why Dale Carnegie uh, is because of the impact that we get to make in people's lives. We truly, uh, our goal from a global Dale Carnegie standpoint is to wow our participants and create transformational experiences that really shift who they are as a person. And so to me, it's this beautiful blend of like, what can we do to meet people where they're at to help them give them the tools in their tool belt to be successful, to shift, to shift their mindset, to help them to uh, really look at things in a slightly different way to make them more successful and to build those connections with others. It's truly how we can make an impact. And from my perspective, uh, make the world a better place and organizations more profitable. Um, to increase retention, to help people enjoy where they work and what they do. So <clears throat> since the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people have not been going through personal or professional development. They've kind of put that on the back burner because they were you know, waiting for things to change or just things got crazy with their schedules or kids at home or you know, whatever it is. So why is it important for managers and leaders now to be encouraging folks to take that up again and invest in their personal and professional growth? Yes. You know, it's really interesting, you know, about Dale Carnegie. You said, you know, why, why Dale Carnegie now? Uh, Dale Carnegie got his start uh, 100 years ago, but what we have continued to find even pre-pandemic, I asked this question to our participants in a program, and they felt that Dale Carnegie was even more relevant today than 100 years ago. When we think about people needing to communicate with each other and being able to have the confidence to have these types of conversations, the more we shift to social media and online, people are less interactive in person. And so wanted to add that in for your prior question, as well as it builds on your question now. And what's interesting is that we actually did not see a leg in people wanting to continue their development. We have really strong partnerships uh, with the clients that we work with. And what we have actually discovered is now more than ever, people are hungry to get together, uh, to have that opportunity to connect with people and to do so in person. And again, a way that they feel ready to do so and psychologically safe, as we mentioned. Uh, but that now is is the time because people have been more isolated or quarantined, right, in some cases, and want to be able to work on those relationships and enhance their skills. And as leaders of any organization, of course, we want our people to be their best selves, to continue to show up and grow their skills because they're going to be uh, more productive and do better in their role and be happier uh, and more engaged in their work. What lights you up the most about what you do, Katie? Uh, it is the opportunity to connect with a wide range of individuals across industries, across positions, to truly meet people where they're at and just have compassion for them 
and help them to have those light bulb moments. When you see someone uh, have that moment, that breakthrough, where they tell you that this program or this experience changed their life, uh, there is truly nothing more rewarding than knowing that you were a part of someone's journey in helping them to, again, achieve their goals, to be happier, to uh, be more successful, to have those light bulb moments. And so to be a part of that is truly a gift, honor, and privilege. Do you have a favorite Dale Carnegie quote or something that you hold dear? I do. So my favorite principle is fill your mind with thoughts of peace, courage, health, and hope. And that is because I tell participants uh, and maybe have said, right, in groups that you've been a part of as well, uh, sometimes we think of Dale Carnegie people like, oh, you're just sun sunshine and rainbows. And that is not, uh, that's not actually who I am. I have to work really hard at finding the bright spot. And so uh, throughout my career, before I became a Dale Carnegie trainer, when I was in that long process of being ready to do that, I lived that principle, that principle I was aware of, and I truly did start my day, and I still do, with affirmations, motivational messages, devotions, and it helped me to get my mindset in the place that it needed to be, and that's something that I continually need to work at. And then there's another general thought from Dale Carnegie that I love, and that is there never has been and never will be anyone like you. And so to me, that means we each need to show up, use our gifts and talents, because when we don't, uh, we're the world, our business, our teams are truly lacking something that we have to offer by not giving that. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to chat more with Katie. It's time to highlight our women-led business or organization of the week. This week, we're featuring Hope Blooms. Lady boss Kelly Krenzel founded Hope Blooms in the basement of her home in 2016 to provide comfort and joy to community members who needed it most, while also honoring her sweet grandma. She hopes to inspire others to act out of kindness and offer a gentle reminder that even in dark times, Hope Blooms. Hope Blooms repurposes donated flowers and rearranges them into beautiful bedside bouquets so that those who are in need most in our community feel this sense of inclusion. As a nonprofit, Hope Blooms thrives on support from donors. They accept donations of flowers, supplies, and financial support. Find out how you can donate or volunteer at hopeblooms.org. You probably know firsthand the challenges women face in work and in life. So we created a weekend to help you thrive personally and professionally. Flow, the Lady Boss Retreat, will feature expert speakers on topics like catalytic leadership, living through a crisis, commanding a room, and living an abundant life. Join us to empower and connect with other Lady Bosses from throughout the Midwest at Flow, the Lady Boss Retreat, at the beautiful Grandview Lodge in Nisswa, Minnesota, March 3rd through 5th. Welcome back to the Lady Boss Podcast. So Katie, something that I have realized that I know that I can work on in my own life is celebration. And as much as I really honestly love confetti and parties and birthdays and all of those things, I kind of suck at making celebrating, like at celebrating my own achievements and sometimes the achievements of, of my team and others. I'm often thinking, okay, we did this thing. That's awesome. What's next? Right. And 
I really want to get more into saying not just, okay, we did it. Great. But we did it. Let's celebrate. Let's sit in this moment and enjoy for a while and really marking that time. So why, why do you, in your perspective, why is it so important for us to celebrate instead of just moving on to the next thing? Yes. You know, your questions earlier, and I had referenced a CEO I had worked for in the past, and there was actually a moment that really just stuck with me. And this individual, I remember uh, them saying something to a salesperson that was in our work group saying, you know, you know, great job, great sale. Now on to the next one. What's next? And it really struck me in that moment. I thought, oh, why, why can't we just like revel in this and relish it and celebrate it before we're immediately thinking about what's next? And it's so interesting uh, in connecting with you on this topic, because that was a moment that really stuck out to me. You know, as a Midwesterner, there's absolutely growth that I can have in this area as well in celebrating. And maybe that's just inherent a little bit in who we are, how we work and our work ethic. Uh, But it is so important that we really take and give the time uh, these achievements deserve so that we can experience that joy and really be present in that before we're immediately shifting our focus to what's next. And so there are some ways and things that uh, we do intentionally and just by who we are as Dale Carnegie professionals uh, that we do. I love that you mentioned confetti. Uh, with new hires that have joined our team, we actually have uh, done these little confetti uh, things that pop out. We've done it outside. We actually just had someone join our team uh, this week as well. And we foregoed the confetti outside since it was a bit cold. Uh, But just taking a moment to celebrate whether it's confetti or a toast or posting and acknowledging someone's success on social media or for our own selves. You know, we have a great experience in a program. Uh, We get great feedback or great uh, quality scores and results and to enjoy that and to treasure that uh, because we all have those times when maybe things aren't going as well. And so we can really savor those moments when there are things to celebrate uh, and looking for those things that we can celebrate along the way. Since sometimes it's easy to gloss, gloss over those as well. Yeah. I've definitely noticed that your team is, they seem to be very good at celebrating, even just on things that you're sharing on LinkedIn or social, um, highlighting those accomplishments of your team or celebrating when new people come on board, um, even just talking about things that you're doing together as a team from someone on the outside. Like that's, it's inspiring and it's up, like it warms my heart just to see those things happening. And it's a good reminder, I think for others as well, that we should be celebrating even those small moments in, in our lives and in business. Yes. Enjoying the wins Uh, celebrating those, acknowledging those is absolutely part of who we are. One of our values at Dale Carnegie is is having fun. And so we're family, we work hard, we're change makers, we're dedicated, we're authentic, uh, but we also want to have fun and enjoy your time together and enjoy what we do because that truly is the common thread with all of our team members. We're here for a reason, for a purpose. We love what we do. And so that shines through and I'm so glad uh, that you're seeing that and that it's also inspiring and heartwarming because that is part of what we do at Dale Carnegie as well. Are there things that you do personally to celebrate your own 
accomplishments. And herein lies the challenge, right? <laughs> it's easier to celebrate somebody else's success sometimes than doing that for ourselves. So I wouldn't say there's a specific uh, practice that I have, but in every program that we facilitate, we get voice of the customer and net promoter score results. And so when I see those results come in and I get those feedback responses, those comments, uh, that is something that is just, you know, further evidence of all of the heart that we put into our programs and truly uh, enjoying that and letting that just really uh, elevate you. And it truly does motivate you to continue to do all the things that you're doing because it's, it's shown that it's worthwhile. And so that would be one example in how, you know, I'm celebrating, I guess, some of those accomplishments or achievements myself. Just enjoying that moment before I'm thinking about, all right, what's next? That might come, you know, 8 a.m. the next day. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I'm going to savor that uh, for the rest of that, you know, evening or afternoon. I've heard of people who carry birthday candles in their purse or their bag just in case they ever feel inspired to celebrate and put one on a cake or cupcake or, you know, waffle, whatever it is. I feel like this would be something that Erica on our team might just have at the ready. Uh, so we have a team of people and we're all unique and different. And that's how we support each other and show up and that through everyone's efforts, we do a great job in celebrating uh, because we have people like that who would have a birthday candle in their purse, which sadly is not me, but maybe it should be. So I can take that as a tip, food for thought. My purse is usually a little bit of a disaster. So it'd probably end up being a broken birthday candle, but yes. still. <laughs> but you know, it's the thought that comes. Yes, absolutely. How do you think that celebrating our team makes us better leaders? Celebrating and acknowledging progress, growth, achievements of our team is critical critical for their engagement. Uh, and again, which benefits us as leaders. I remember Bethany specifically telling one of our new hires, we want you to win. We want you to be successful. Um, we are not uh, trying to save that for ourselves. We want everyone to be their best, do their best, celebrate them, to encourage them. And that's to me what leadership truly is about. How do you think that celebrating, even in small ways, helps us reach our goals. It's incentive and knowing that it's a further motivation. One of the uh, also thoughts from Dale Carnegie is, you know, not waiting until we achieve the end result to celebrate, but celebrating along the way. So we have a big project or something that we're working on, acknowledging those milestones and celebrating those steps along the way, those maybe hurdles that we've had to overcome, uh, again, inspires us to continue on, whether it's ourselves or our team. Uh, when we're having, you know, it's been a tough year, we've had to be really resilient and face a lot of change. And so again, looking for those moments can provide that motivation to continue and persevere. What about times, speaking of, you know, harder times that we've been going through, what about those times when you don't feel like you have much to celebrate? Do you have mm. thoughts about what to do then? 
Yes, that is where kind of what I referenced earlier and looking for those things. You know, it's when we're feeling well, we take a lot for granted. And then even, you know, if you have a little cold, you realize, wow, I'm so grateful for my health. And so I will do that. I will, you know, sometimes my knee is bothering me or what have you. And I will be just say a little uh, comment of gratitude in my own mind that I'm thankful, you know, that I can be active. I'm thankful for my health and looking for those things and acknowledging those things. So sometimes it's just the simplest uh, pieces that we take for granted, whether it's, you know, a component of the work that we do, our own physical health or well-being. Uh, you know, it's been super cold that we have a home, right? Or that our heater is working uh, and all of those things. You know, if we just take a moment to think about it, there's so much that we have to be grateful for. It's just taking that time to remind ourselves of that when maybe sometimes, as you said, it feels like we have to look a little bit harder for that. Yeah, absolutely. I find that if I don't put something in my calendar, it doesn't happen. So when I know that we have a big project that's being wrapped up or something, I like to try to put something on my calendar um, so that I make time to do that piece of celebration. So if it's you know, a, a lunch date with a friend to celebrate something that just happened or even like write thank you notes to my team or, you know, those kinds of things, making sure that I remember to do that. Because right, when you, you get to the end of something and you're like, all right, great, we did all this cool work. Now let's move on. You kind of, you can forget those end pieces. Absolutely. We actually just had this occur uh, in the fall. We had a trainer facilitating their first uh, couple programs uh, in Fargo. We had a new hire going through a Dale Carnegie course. We had another member of our team completing another step on their certification journey to become a Dale Carnegie trainer. And knowing that all of this was going on, I did exactly that. I reached out to everyone and uh, determined would 4.30 on Thursday work or 8 a.m. on Friday work. And so we got together for waffles and coffee at 8 a.m. that Friday to celebrate everyone's uh, success and milestone. Uh, and also, uh, we shared that on LinkedIn as well, just acknowledging all of the things that were going on and all of the things we had to celebrate within our team as far as progress, milestone, and achievements. So completely agree. It can slip our mind if we're not being thoughtful about making sure it's on the calendar. And in the times when I feel like things are hard or stressful, or I don't feel like there's a lot of things to celebrate, or I'm in a particularly, you know, down mood or something. I like to spend time in gratitude and sending thank you cards or like a Starbucks gift card or something to other people to brighten somebody else's day. And then that always brightens my day too, by just, you know, passing it on to somebody else and making someone else feel good. That is another one of my favorite Dale Carnegie principles is to create happiness for others. And it's so true. You know, I I give the example sometimes because it's happened to me in our sessions where, you know, maybe you're, you know, feeling a little crabby or irritable and you're, you know, running a quick errand. I remember I was running into the grocery store and I just held the door open for the person behind me and they were, you know, said, thank you. And you could tell that they meant it. And it, it could be something as simple as that to shift your mood or to change your attitude. Uh, there was also something that I had seen, I believe it was Sean Acord. He was a research, did research on happiness in a TED talk. And it was interesting. He was talking about by giving appreciation that 
giving appreciation actually also boosted our spirits almost even more so than the person receiving it because we felt like we you know did someone a good turn right Get, did something nice for someone else and so that can be an immediate uh, gratitude booster or mind uh, set shift yeah, and that's something about celebrating and gratitude like even if it did nothing for us as far as you know reaching our goals or things like that if it only brought us joy like that's worth it so if it brings you five minutes of joy to do whatever it is to celebrate it's always worth it agreed couldn't agree more I don't know that there's ever been a time where I thought man I wish I did not celebrate (laughs) (laughs) exactly good point (laughs) so sometimes we get a little hung up on like you know as very ambitious lady bosses were like, okay, how will this help me reach my next goal? And sometimes it's okay if it doesn't help you reach a goal, it just helps you feel good. And yes, and what if, remember as well. What if we shift the goal? And that's one of the journeys that um, I started along with my transition to Dale Carnegie is sometimes we define success, maybe particularly as a lady boss. Um, what is our title or our salary? And success might be loving what you do or celebrating those moments. And so shifting how do we define that can also be powerful. Absolutely. So at the Lady Boss Retreat this spring, you and Bethany are going to be emceeing the event and we're super excited about that. And you're also gonna be teaching a workshop on commanding a room. So can you tell us just a little preview, why is it so important for women in particular to learn these skills? Yes. It is showing up. I remember when I was maybe in junior high thinking about what would be, what would my job look like? What would I be doing? And I, of course, had no idea. I thought human resources. And I remember I had a vision for myself of like a boardroom table and I would walk up to the front of the room and that's when the meeting would start, which was pretty uh, ahead of my time and thinking about what I might be doing since that is something that is a part of facilitating training. And so sometimes as females in particular, uh, we might come across, you know, less uh, in command in those situations because maybe we're uh, being more timid or reserved. I remember when I first got certified or was in the process of becoming a Dale Carnegie trainer, I needed to be more dynamic and just louder in my volume. And so some of those little tweaks can help us to command the room. We facilitate training uh, as females, Bethany and I, with sometimes a whole room of only men. And so we as females or any individual need to be able to command any space that we're in and demonstrate that confidence and do that in a way that is still warm and inviting and compassionate. Uh, But what we'll be thinking about, talking about and working on is how can we do exactly that? How can we own our space? How can we command the room? How can we demonstrate that confidence? Uh, Maybe when we receive challenging questions, how we can handle those, how we can demonstrate not just only through what we say, but how we say it, how we look and what we do, that we are in fact, right? That lady boss. Absolutely. I think sometimes we feel like, you know, if, if we're going to be someone who's commanding a room, then we have to be someone that we're not, but we can be ourselves and still, and still have those skills. One of the things that we talk about in high impact presentations is exactly that. 
We're not asking you to not be yourself or to be someone different than you are. Sometimes uh, we, you know, are shut ourselves down a little bit where we think like we need to be smaller or quieter uh, or, you know, maybe you got we were trained to not want to stand out in a crowd or you might get picked on as a kid. And so this is more just like letting yourself be yourself, be free, talk as you would when you're telling a funny story to a friend, maybe with, you know, your favorite beverage. So how can you just be that version of yourself that is less inhibited? Yes, absolutely. And that's the version that everyone wants to know anyway. Yes, being real, being true to who we are. That was one of the things that I needed to overcome is feeling like you needed to be perfect or poised all the time. Um, that's less interesting. People aren't looking for, you know, this perfect poised version of something or other, but to be true to who you are, to demonstrate your personality, to be vulnerable. Uh, and that is what people want to connect to and be around. That is way more engaging. So... What to you does women's empowerment mean and how does that show up in your own work with Dale Carnegie? Well, so interesting when I said, you know, the two prior owners that I sat next to were both female. And so to me, it is someone who knows who they are, is true to themselves and is willing and able to be vulnerable, to shine their light, to be them truly their authentic selves. And I feel like that's one of the most amazing things that Bethany and I have had an opportunity to do with our team is to grow our team. And it happens to be of all women who are very different. And so I think women's empowerment is, again, not that we are all, you know, a force of nature, but we're a force of nature in our own way, whether that's through bringing joy or being strategic or compassionate. Uh, you know, we all have our own little uh, quirky things, you know, about our personalities, but being ourselves, leveraging our strengths so that we can be successful and that we can hopefully inspire others to be themselves so that they can, again, uh, feel comfortable in who they are and be successful as a female and as a lady boss. Absolutely. What do you think that women need right now? I feel this is my sense of humor coming out. I, my first thought was like giggling and a break. <laughs> Maybe we need to give ourselves a break, give ourselves some grace. Uh, we've had a lot on our plates uh, as females, you know, for those that are mothers, it's been a challenging time for families, uh, for businesses, you know, for kids for teams. And so maybe it's just giving ourselves, uh, you know, just that mental break, give ourselves that gratitude, give ourselves some grace, knowing that we're showing up uh, the best that we can each and every day and knowing that that might look different day to day and uh, that we are enough in who we are and being ourselves and doing our best. And that's all that we can do. I think most women could use a break. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So last question is our mailbag questions. We take questions that lady bosses submit and we both get to answer, but I'm going to cool. have you go first, Katie. So do you have a ritual that you do to get hyped and confident before you give a big presentation? You know, Bethany and I have had the opportunity to only facilitate twice together, which is pretty crazy because we're usually going off in different directions. So I know that she does like the superhero pose, you know, standing up, you know, tall for 30 seconds or like, you know, your own hype song or whatnot. 
And again, as I said earlier, we're each so different. I really don't have like a hype thing that I do or to get my game face on or any type of routine. (laughs) Truly what I do uh, that gives me the most confidence uh, leading into, you know, a workshop or something that I'm doing is really being thoughtful about my preparation, taking the time to prepare, understanding what I'm talking about, who's in the room so that I can be myself, uh, be lighthearted, be thoughtful, uh, to achieve the goal, to be present uh, so I can have fun with it. And so that would be what I would do as a pregame ritual. It's nothing like super exciting uh, or fancy. What about you? Um, <laughs> I like to brush my teeth. <laughs> I find that something that even when I'm doing like Zoom calls or even if you're not seeing me at all, that's something like I always want to feel prepared, like my teeth brushed and sparkling or <laughs> I love that. It's kind of weird, but it's a thing mm. I do. Um yeah, I I mean if it's something that I'm really nervous about, I'll probably do like play some pump up music or something on Spotify. Uh And then, you know, talking with friends to help them remind me that, you know, like confidence and all like you got this. That's always good to have someone there that's in your court that can help you. Um, But yeah, I like the idea of like the power pose thing. I haven't really done that, but it's fun to hear what people's, how they get, how they get pumped for it is so interesting in that it is so different. You know, if I think about, you know, a trainee or whatnot, it's that things are set up and I know where things are and I'm feeling prepared uh, in that way. And so it is so interesting that we are so different, but that it can give that same effect that yeah. we show up and we're ready. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Katie. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. And I'm so excited to hang out with you this March at the Lady Boss Retreat. So for our listeners who maybe want to connect with you or learn more about Dale Carnegie, where can they find you? Yes, uh, you can go to northdakota.dalecarnegie.com. You're also welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, It's actually Katie Olson Munyon. Uh, So sometimes people struggle to find me in that way as I still have my maiden name uh, tied to that as well, but would love to connect Uh, and look at what we can do to further support uh, Lady Boss and excited about the retreat in uh, March and working with you further too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. You are most welcome. This has been another episode of the Lady Boss podcast. Thank you so much to our guests and to all of you for listening in. If you want to hear more, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Are you a Lady Boss? Find all of our events, resources, and ways to get connected at ladybossmidwest.com and join us on social at ladybossmidwest. Thanks for listening to the Lady Boss Podcast. Are you a Lady Boss? Find all of our events, resources, and ways to get connected at ladybossmidwest.com and connect with us on social at ladybossmidwest.com.